What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Today on the show, got a chance to hear from the Miami Dolphins uh, with some press availabilities yesterday. We're going to take advantage of that. Heard from Mike McDaniel, Javon Holland, Rob Hunt, uh, some pretty significant players for this year's upcoming team, and of course, Coach McDaniel. So we're going to take advantage of that and dig into a lot of what they talked about during their press availabilities on Tuesday. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Dolphins listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry. Use code Locked On at checkout. Uh, if you're not familiar with me, Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting the Draft Network.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and your host here on Locked on Dolphins. And we heard from a lot of guys yesterday with some press availabilities and wanted to take advantage of that here as we're uh, inching closer to the start of training camp. We're obviously coming up on this dead period where we're going to have to take some macro looks at the team and some big picture looks. And uh, I'm looking forward to that content. We want to take advantage of this kind of content while we still have it here in the, the mini camp and OTA session of the off season. So we'll start with Mike McDaniel. Uh, who, who spoke and uh, gave you a little bit of everything, as he seemingly always does in his press availabilities, talking about not eating fish, but eating sushi, uh, his favorite condiment. Uh, he had mentioned red sauce, uh, really moved the needle for him. He mentioned barbecue as his favorite condiment to put on stuff. So um, he was asked, and I believe it was Barry Jackson that asked this question, because I did get a chance to watch this as compared to just reading the transcript. But uh, if I'm misattributing who asked the question, my apologies. But I believe this was Barry Jackson who asked him. And he came right out and said, probably 65% of coaches would not have a specific player to answer this question with, but I'm hoping and guessing you might be a part of the 35% who will. General Manager Chris Greer has had a lot of success in this organization finding undrafted rookies to contribute. Of the group so far, you have the Roma Kinleys, there's the Quandre Whites, the Kellen Dishes. Who's flashed to you? Have there been maybe a couple who have impressed you that you're willing to share? Uh, McDaniel's response, he starts with kind of some political, um, this is super hard. You're transitioning and playing a different game at the NFL level, which I think is interesting messaging. I like that he has that messaging with young guys, and it kind of sets the tone, right? Like, Hey, all that stuff you did in college, it's great, but like, this is a different vibe. This is a different game that you're playing because it's also, um, this, this ain't freshman through senior, right? You've got 20 year old rookies and 40 year old veterans and all those guys mixed together here in the NFL. So he started with a little bit of that, oh, but he did mention, uh, typically running backs, I think you have a little bit more opportunity because there's more of a natural feel to what you've done in the past. Hey, don't get tackled. I've been very impressed with, I call him Dr. White, which we'll need the backstory on that, but we don't have it just yet. Uh, 
But there's plenty of guys, and this is continuing Mike McDaniel's response. I know my NFL experience has afforded me to know this much not to make too early of a judgment. What you're really trying to do is establish, should these guys get a ticket to the party? And really, our whole undrafted class, there's not anybody that stands out, whether that's from an athletic perspective or just what it takes to be a professional football player. That's a credit to Chris and his entire staff where they brought some young men in that are hungry and meet the bar from an athletic standpoint. So it'll be exciting late summer and early fall. Uh, the next question that Mike got was another one that I wanted to touch on uh, because it it builds the bridge for this dead period that I just talked about. We're getting ready to face as fans of the team. And it's what's the message you leave your players with as the offseason program comes to a close and you go a while without having them in the building. Coach McDaniel's response, this is a cool, cool opportunity that's uncharted thus far. And I talk to these guys a lot and have put a lot of thought into this. We've had an offseason where we've been fully committed. We've learned a lot. We've gotten better. I think that the coaches have done a great job and the players have really attacked this offseason, which I would agree with. Obviously, I am not there to see the day-to-day -day ops. Uh, but just knowing from an attendance perspective and the strong messaging from the team and all the players kind of communicating kind of equal expectations, um, there's a certain level of buy-in that you can see even from afar with this team that I think is probably one of the reasons why a lot of Dolphins fans are excited about what this season could look like. Uh, Coach McDaniel continues, I'm comfortable with the way that we worked. I feel like we have a lead in the first quarter. What does that mean? Nothing. How many games are you winning in the first quarter that you lose and vice versa? So we've positioned ourselves to compete at the standard that we've said from the beginning that we want to compete at. The biggest message is obligation and accountability that they have to their teammates while they're gone. Because the one thing that stood the test of time is if you don't come back, not in shape, but in training camp shape, at the beginning of training camp, you make yourself vulnerable to soft tissue injuries, which puts you two, three weeks behind. And more often than not, when it's all said and done, players never catch up because that's how tight of a race it is. So you're spending time with your family, getting away recharging, but also understanding this moment that you're, what your teammates are counting on you to come back. And the Miami Dolphins organization is counting on you to come back in full shape, form, and desire to be so that the cream of the crop of our team and whoever wants to be the best person at every position, they're giving us the best chance to win. This is always tough, right? Because this, especially for the young guys, you go through a college season and then you live away from home and you train at a facility specifically designated to get you ready for the combine. And then you go through the combine and then you go back to your probably home, but you're still training because you have your pro day. And then you get drafted and then you get drafted and there's like no breaks in here, right? Like it's straight through. You go through all that, you get drafted, you go to rookie OTAs, you have minicamp, now you have team OTAs. Like, this is the first time. And Channing Tindall and the Georgia Bulldogs won the national championship, right? And I'm not saying that this is going to happen to Channing Tindall, but it's just a perfect example. They played the national championship in the middle of January. The combine was at the end of February, beginning of March. Like, where's your downtime? This is it. Now, you got to obviously keep training to, to live up to what Coach McDaniel's messaging here is, but that's especially relevant for a lot of young guys. This is a grind. And I do think it's interesting. This is more of a, a broad brush NFL observation as compared to a Dolphins observation. 
But I do think it's interesting that a couple of the guys that really popped um, last year as rookies, the Jamar Chases and the Rayshon Slaters of the world and the Micah Parsonses of the world, they didn't play. Even Jalen Waddell. Now, he was focused on rehab, but he didn't play. So it's like, it's a whole rat race for young guys. And uh, it's for better and for worse. And taking advantage of this time to recharge, uh, but walk that fine line and balance. Like, I couldn't help but laugh when, like, Devontae Parker, there was the quote that came out, like, a couple weeks ago. That was like, yeah, I've never ran more in my life than I ran here in, in the build-up to the training camp this year for the Patriots. Okay, Devontae. What are you going to do when you go home for four weeks? That's a genuine question. Because soft tissue injuries have been the thing for Devontae Parker for forever. You can run all you want now. But if you take your foot off the gas or you don't do things the right way when you have five weeks of freedom, where does that take you? Coach McDaniel asked about Tua Tungvaloa saying that he'd never had a coach quite like Coach McDaniel from a positivity standpoint. Uh, was asked, is that a pillar for you that you've mapped out when you thought about what you wanted to be like as a head coach? And also, is that a conscious effort you take into your strategy? And I thought this, listen, every answer Coach McDaniel gives you is um, honest. Every Coach, every answer from Coach is transparent. And this this one is kind of like the peek through the window at who this individual is as a person. He said, I, I'm a positive person only because I see the world is you're about the things you can affect moving forward and about being present. I wouldn't really say I was approaching it like, hey, I want to be a positive coach because I don't necessarily think that I am. I know that's how people take it from afar, but really I want players' sole focus to be getting better at their craft and being the best player that they can be. So I feel as though if you're able to be yourself, that's one less thing you're thinking about that's not getting better and perfecting your craft. So the opportunity cost is something that's important to me. I love that phrase here on the show. Took a couple econ classes, so opportunity cost, that's going to move the needle for me big time, especially as a draft guy. So I want players to feel like they can be themselves. I also think that a concentrated effort in a group form, hence team sports, just a collective venture, is fun. The grind is fun, although in present, sometimes it doesn't feel like it is. But more than any of that, I know and I think players should would attest the most important thing is that they feel like they have an honest coach because they can't help them if they can't give them honest critiques. And don't get it twisted. There's plenty of times in my own way that I'm very, very direct because that's what players are depending on. But it's not really about the positive. It's more about whatever the elixir is to try and maximize a given player's ability to perform, which is a coach's job. So you think about what the the verbiage and the narrative was when the Dolphins decided they were going to change gears from Brian Flores, and they, they mentioned relationships, right? And that extends beyond not really having anybody left in the well to hire to be your offensive coordinator. So we don't have any confidence that you're going to fix the offense. It's the player relationships, right? And a lot of flow felt like a ride or die guy. And like, obviously the guys on defense that were hand selected or the dudes who balled out, um, there was probably an element of ride or die with those guys. 
but Coach McDaniel's approach certainly having a little bit more of a tailored relationship level uh, is the other extreme. I know everybody's hammering Omar Kelly on the timeline because Omar says everything that they do hiring coaches is cyclical, right? You got the offensive-minded guru, the defensive-minded guru, the hard-ass, the player's coach, rinse and repeat, right? And it has felt like a perpetual cycle. And yes, Mike McDaniel in many ways is the yin to Brian Flores' gang. Um, there's a lot of stark contrasts as far as personality and approach to the media and offenses versus defensive-minded. But it's because you're you're trying to... I get why this was the move that was made. And if I go back and I re revisit what my short list looked like, there were very few defensive backed coaches that were on my personal short list when they first fired Brian Flores. And we had to identify who the next coach of this team was going to be. Because yeah, you, you want to build upon what exists with the team and then try to become a more balanced team. Even if that means the defense is operating at one level, the offense is operating at another bringing somebody from the other side of the fence to elevate, even if it means the defense has a little bit of a drop-off. Now, we're hoping that it won't, and that's why you kept the defensive coordinator, and that's why you kept everybody on that side of the ball. So I get why, but that answer I thought was a really good illustration of what those contrasts look like for these two coaches. If you're looking for fine jewelry, but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Dolphins listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. We heard more from Coach McDaniel, even more. Uh, he was very into it as far as the answers that he gave and, and was very generous with his responses to the questions. He was asked the last thing I want to get into with Coach McDaniel is he was asked. At what stage, and I believe this one was from Omar. And again, I was not there. So if I'm misattributing my apologies, but I believe this question came from Omar. At what stage in the install of your offense do you feel like you're at after four weeks? And also, how can you gauge the offense, especially the running game without pads? Hmm. We talked about this earlier this week. This can be run heavy offense. So if the offense does not look good, I think they're not contact. The Chicago Bears just had to cancel OTAs because they had contact during practice during OTAs in May. Whoops. Welcome to NFL head coach him Matt Eberflus. Mike McDaniel's response was as follows. This being the sixth team that I've been in with the same offense my whole career, and we've just evolved it. This being the sixth different stop, you gain a little bit of wisdom in that. There are compounding variables you try to weigh. How good is the existing defense? In Dolphins' case, it's good. That's my opinion, not Coach McDaniel's, but I'm sure he would agree. Continuing Coach McDaniel, 
Is everyone starting from the same starting point? Are they taking calculus courses while we're learning algebra? Yes. Again, that's my opinion, not Coach McDaniels. This is an extreme case relative to the other stops in my career because the defense was very, very productive in returning a lot of talented players. Yes. We also had an inordinate amount of additions, so it was a bunch of people learning to play together on the offensive side of the ball. With all those circumstances that my career has afforded me, I feel extremely happy and confident with where you're at. We just had enough taste of what we're good at and what we need to work on. We have a lot of deliberate pros that when guys are all in and thinking it over over the break and spending their summer getting away and recharging, but at the same time revisiting all the stuff that we've learned, there was a huge leap in the first couple of days of training camp. Realistically, if I go play by play, player by player, I'm not looking for touchdowns or how many negative plays. I'm looking at how people are progressing and getting better each day against a defense that was refining their skills. So again, this goes back to something we talked about earlier this offseason too, process versus results. Mike McDaniel right now is preaching process and not focusing on the short-term results. And the other thing that's important here is context. Yes, the Dolphins brought everybody back on defense. They are taking calculus while the Dolphins offense, with a bunch of guys working together for the first time with no pads, not being able to run the ball, learning algebra. Coach McDaniel continues. This is the last bit of his answer. There are a couple of plays I wish we would make here or there, but overall as an offense, I'm very comfortable and confident going into summer with what we've had an opportunity to do and who we are going against. It's a tremendous challenge, and on both sides of the ball, I think we've gotten better this offseason because guys come to work and challenge each other, are talented, with high expectations, competitive, and trying to win the day. Outstanding. Now, of course, you have to apply this in-game situations for it to matter, for it to really stick. Uh, but I love the perspective. This is, a, I think, certainly for Coach McDaniel, mature beyond his years as far as his perspective on where the team is at, where the team should be, where the team needs to be to be competitive, uh, but then piggybacking off of that and understanding contextually and, and then having the same message, right? You know, it's... We got to the point with the Brian Flores era where, like, you knew the tropes. You knew the ask him about any player. He's going to say, well, he's smart. He works hard. He loves football. It means a lot to him. He's a good teammate. Uh, you go right down the laundry list and go boom, 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 boom. And you you hit it 90% of the time. Uh, so for Coach McDaniel, the messaging is, of course, going to be a little different. But, and it's how honestly how I try to approach a lot of the podcasts. Right? I have opinions that are right. I have opinions that are wrong. But I try to focus on having sound process, understanding the game as best as I can, trying to explain what they're trying to do, oftentimes taking somewhat of an optimistic approach to here's how it would work and here's what it would look like and here's what they're trying to do and here's examples of how it has worked for other teams in the past. And then if it's wrong, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell too long on things that were wrong because it goes back to what coach McDaniel said at the very beginning of this press conference, when he was asked about why he's positive. I see the world is you're about the things you can affect moving forward and being present. Moving for effect, moving forward. So the dolphins having this kind of 
process right now. It might work and it might not work, but we're doing our best to understand how it would work, what they're trying to accomplish, and then look for historical examples of that working. And if it doesn't work, we'll talk about what's broken and how to fix it. That's all you can do. So I, I enjoyed this. I saw a little bit of, of my own process as far as covering the team and enjoying the team and loving the team in Coach McDaniel talking about coaching the team today. And I thought that that was really cool. Also really cool uh, is anytime you get some Bilt Bar in the mail. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And best of all, you could save 15% right now by using promo code LOCK15 at built.com to save 15%. That is built.com at uh, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Check it out. As we bring things to a close here on the show, of course, I, I do need to shout out my friends over at Pick 6 Apparel for the Javon Holland coffee mug we're rocking today. It just tastes better coming out of the mug. I'm going to be honest. Heard from Javon Holland yesterday, ironically enough. Uh, one of the things Javon was asked about the age aspect of Coach McDaniel. Seems like he's very in tune with you guys. Young cat that knows about social media. He's kind of hip to the game. Javon's answer. I feel like that's a real old head thing to ask, not because you're an old head. I feel like a lot of people think that you can be out of touch if you get older, but really it's a matter of if you like things going on on social media or not. If he, it happens to be that he's younger, really doesn't matter if he's younger. He just is who he is. Everybody vibes with him. If he was younger and he wasn't cool, then he wouldn't be cool. That's basically how I see it. Javon asked... Do you think you'll buy into the notion that year one to two is the biggest jump for players on the field? Do that? Do you feel that happening for you this year? I thought this was a good question. Javon was calculated with his response. I haven't really gotten into year two yet, so I can't really tell you that, but I feel like it's improvement. Yeah, I feel like every year you have to improve. I don't know what year it is that I'll stop getting better every year. And I'll be the best I can be. But right now, I'm always on the uphill battle. Um, the follow-up was, do you think you, will you have to think less this year? Javad said, for sure, yeah. I'm already a year into the league, so things start to slow down just as it did as I started playing more. Reacting more is definitely a lot easier. But that's how college was from freshman year to sophomore year. You get in there, you're comfortable. You have your own swag, your own atmosphere. Things start to slow down as you get into it. And ironically enough, Javon Holland was another one of those players who had a phenomenal rookie season, uh, but was not a part of the rat race that so many college prospects have to take part in. You play, if a marathon, you're at Oregon, you're probably going to play in the Rose Bowl. And then you got a transition and you got eight weeks to get ready for the combine. Javon was on a different schedule. I might be on something here. I'll have to, to look into it more. Uh, Orange practice jersey member Raekwon Davis also met with the media. Uh, had a lot of country on his playlist. I know Dan on social media asked me for a breakdown on Raekwon's uh, playlist choices. I would never slander any decision Raekwon makes because he would step on me. 
I'm not a small person, but I've seen Raekwon in person a couple of times and gotten fairly close, close enough to know that like from 30 feet away, he's as tall as I am. And he only gets taller as you get closer. So no, I will not be critiquing Raekwon Davis' (laughs) playlist uh, request. Uh, but Raekwon was asked of all the questions he was asked, and he's 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 not Mike McDaniel with his answers. Um, pretty brief. He was asked how Connor Williams looks at center, and uh, Raekwon said he's been great. We've been going back and forth and really competing and challenging each other every day. He's been pushing me up and pushing him. It's kind of a fair match right now. Obviously, no pads yet, so your physical interactions are still limited. But still, love hearing that assessment from Raekwon. Uh, and then Robert Hunt. And Robert Hunt was, first of all, asked if he was campaigning for Coach McDaniel to give him the ball yet. And he said, I can't tell you that <laughs> with a laugh. Uh, but he says, honestly, I can't tell you that. Um, but he, he was asked a bit about Teron Armstead. And I think half of the questions he faced included Teron Armstead's name. He was asked first and foremost, uh, Toronto Armstead hasn't been out here practicing yet. Has it been there been an impact that you felt with him talking to you guys? And this is something we've talked about on the show, and lots of Dolphins outlets have observed as, as a potential payoff for the Dolphins is what Toronto Armstead can bring mentally for the young guys. And Rob said, Yeah, Toronto has helped a lot a lot of our guys out, especially us young guys. He's out here practice working with some guys. He's in the meeting room telling us what we can do, what he's seen. He's been doing this for a while. So what he says, we definitely take heed and we listen to it because he's done it. He's been an all-pro. He's been to Pro Bowls. He's been everything we want to be in life, pretty much. Everything Teron says, we take it in and listen. It's a good perspective. And for Teron, uh, Rob was asked, what's one thing Teron has told you that has changed you? Rob played a coy. I don't know. He tells me a lot of stuff. Some little technique stuff that I can work on and really take my name to the next level. That's just something I'm looking forward to to keep working on this summer and also when camp comes. Hopefully in the season, it will roll over. Uh, I have a great deal of confidence that it will. I also have a great deal of confidence that we have more programming coming this week here on Locked on Dolphins, so plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Thanks for listening and watching on the YouTube channel if you choose to partake. Locked on Dolphins. Make it a great one. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.